Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Appreciation. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain. Yeah, I'd take it down to, if it's up to me, I'd take it down lower than that. But I, I, I think it's headed in the right direction. I think kids know if they're going to transfer uh, during the season, uh, let alone uh, having to have a, a month to decide. I think you're asking for some problems, especially if they go home and, and uh, you know, they're away from us on campus. But I do think we're heading in the right direction. You know, I think the confusion on this a little bit is the windows open and close. That's not necessarily true. You know, it's open to get into the portal. You have 30 days to get into the portal. The recruiting of that can be a long time. And so I just think I think we're headed in the direction, the right direction. I'm happy that we are, but I still think the length of, of, of getting into the portal uh, is, too, is too long. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. It be short. He wants it shorter. That's Sam Pittman on the portal. We talked to Dr. Teague from UCA about that same thing. I think they're both happy that it's moving in the right direction. Uh, Quinn Groby coming up in a minute. Brought to you by Bell & Sword, by the way. But uh, Arkansas will miss this weekend. Obviously, one of the top-ranked offenses in the country. Sixth in the nation at 44.6 points a game. And they had 706 yards against LSU. Wow. That's disgusting. Lane Kiffin's offenses have four of the top six performances in L- in uh, Ole Miss history <laughs> offensively. That's a lot. A lot of points and a lot of, a lot of yards. And a lot of people on the field after the game. Um, man, crazy. Jackson Dart, by the way, is throwing it around pretty good. Got to give him credit as much as I don't want to. Uh, 1485, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. Pretty good. Good ratio. Yep. He's also a pretty good runner. 269 yards on 51 carries. That's over five yards a carry and four touchdowns. So he's a real problem. Sam Pittman, need to match score for score. Good luck. Got to do without one of your favorite pass catchers, Luke Haz, who's out for the season. Here's Coach on the tight end rotation without his star youngster. Well, I don't, you know, the change in offense would be due to we just have to get better, you know. So some of the things that we might do would be going into that. Um, We're very comfortable um, with the other tight ends that we have, uh, you know, sometimes opportunity, uh, you'll find out more about a guy than, than obviously if we stand over the sidelines. So I'm very comfortable with the tight ends we have. Uh, or will we change some? We might because, you know, we always do a little bit uh, just trying to attack the defense that we're getting ready to play. But very comfortable with how it's gone the first two days, and obviously um, sorry that you know, very sorry that we don't have Luke. It's just a great kid, but but anyway, we're we're going to be fine, and and we haven't changed much. There is rotation; we have that established every Saturday. So to answer your question, it's a good question. To answer your question, we're going, we'll make our decision uh, on Friday after we looked at all the tape and all those type things and then we'll have a plan on how to how to do it that that competition at least for that game will be 
over throughout the week's work, and then uh, and then go from there. I think we we isolated that audio. It went like this. Hey, hey, you know what? Quarterback sneak. No, no, no. Oh. Hey, you know what? <laughs> what? And we're gonna beat him with ass anyway. Didn't matter. Razorback basketball last night, the red-white game, and the Razorback basketball team showed out a combined 14 of 28 from three-point land, which is what percentage, Wes? 50%. That's good math right there. That's why we hire the big brain people here at the Buzz. Good work. Uh, Coach had to be thrilled. Good to see some shooters making some buckets. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought L was phenomenal. Um Shot selection, you mentioned, Scotty, I think you said he was 8 of 10. And and one of his shots was uh, we, we was addressed right away. It was his first shot of the game, a pull-up three that uh, he's not going to take again um, to start a game. <laughs> Other than that, you know, you take that shot away and he goes 8 of 9, and that's, it's, that's really hard to do. But I think that, that some of the shooting is really going to open up dribble-drive angles for guys like L and, and, uh, and Devo. I think that, you know, the threat of perimeter shooting, even, even our bigs. I mean, Kai made a three and, and Bay, uh, maybe his foot was on the line or whatever. But, but you know, Davenport and, and Joseph, you know, we have some guys that can, that can make shots. And Devo's really, really been shooting the ball from three at a high clip in practice. Like, and we've been working every day. I mean, we end every practice with 10-minute shooting, uh, nothing but three balls for everybody in the gym. And it's, it's, you shoot 10, 10 straight minutes with a bunch of rebounders and three or four balls. At one basket with one guy, that's that's a lot of reps. So, of balls. pleased with how we're how we're shooting the ball, and not pleased with how we defended the three. <laughs> I guess he was serious. Mm-hmm. I thought he was kidding around. No, I mean you know, just be glad you got buckets going in. That's been the number one issue with this team the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Not having enough shooters, yeah. and by not having enough, I mean Any. well, that. I don't care if the threes were wide open. That that would be awesome. Yeah, fifty percent. I've seen him miss a lot of those yeah, over the years. Uh, Christian, we got a, some news from the world of basketball. Should, yeah. I, should I play breaking news? I don't know if it's. Is it a signee or is it a uh, verbal commitment? Verbal. Okay. Um, Arkansas basketball gained four-star forward out of Sierra Canyon, California. Ooh. Isaiah Iwohim. I'm sorry. Isaiah Iwohim, okay. which Iwohim is the Hebrew name for God. Obviously, like I didn't know that. Uh, along with Yahweh, but uh. That's why he's the wizard. But uh, I got to say something smart now too. Wes is doing math over here. You're uh, speaking multiple languages, and I got nothing. We'll sit here for a while. Oh. <laughs> You're also <laughs> doing 40. comedy now. Thanks. <laughs> he's 42nd in the country according to 247 Sports. He's higher on some of the other ones, but yeah, 34 on Rivals. Yeah, number well, 34. It's a good score. We'll just go with the highest one. Yeah, those of you who freaked out when uh, the kid from Arkansas decided to go to Missouri, you can calm, calm down. Muscle's gonna get players. I'm never worried about that. All right, should we uh, talk to Quinn? Yes. I mean, he's there and everything, I assume. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5. He'll score. Touchdown. Quinn Groovy showing the great athletic ability. Did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groovy. Groovin' with Groovy is brought to you by Bell and Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best-dressed man. Now, let's groove. Maybe it's because I was up too late last night. Maybe it's because I had an odd combination of uh, beverages. But it never occurred to me to ask him before. But Quinn, is that your is that your full first name? It's not shortened for anything, is it? Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. My first name is actually Roland. Roland. Yeah. R O L A N D. And I was like, I don't know what the hell my parents were thinking with that, but they came up with Roland, and uh, I decided to go roll with Quinn. Right. (laughs) So. I hadn't been rolling since I was like four. <laughs> so it's Roland Quinn Grovey? That's right. Where did the names come from? Are those family names or did they just pull them out of a hat? Uh, well, I think my the name Roland came from a... My dad used to love the Buffalo Bills. And there was a running back for the Buffalo Bills in the 60s and 70s uh, uh, named Roland. And so he named my first name after that. Quinn, I don't know where Quinn came from, but... That's that was the, the the better of the two, and I decided to rock with it. That's a good one. I love it. Although if you were Roland Grovey, I'd, I think that was pretty cool yeah, too. Roland, Roland with Roland. Yeah, I mean, that good. you know, I mean, you might get a yeah, cease and I mean, desist from from uh, from Nolan. Coach Richardson. Yeah, but uh, well, a name like Roland, they're gonna send you some AARP stuff at twelve. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
I love it. Roland Hooks was the Buffalo Bills <laughs> that's running it. back. That's him. That's him. Yeah. How did your dad become a Bills fan? I don't know. I mean, my dad traveled a lot in the military. He was a uh, a master sergeant in the army. He traveled a lot, and uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know how he he settled on the Buffalo Bills, but he liked him, and uh, that was the name I got. See, this is getting to know Grovey. I like this segment. Why didn't you become a Bills fan? <laughs> I mean, they were rolling in the early nineties. Unfortunately, they, they didn't they, win one, but yeah, they were. I mean, I, I was actually a football fan. I was always a Rams fan, of course, but never really converted to the Bills. Uh, my dad was always excited about them, but. Yeah, just didn't it didn't uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, it didn't work out for Arkansas this weekend over in Arlington either, yeah. Quinn. So let's talk about what happened there. Let me start with the question that is puzzling all of us. We puzzled and puzzled until our puzzlers were puzzed this morning. Yeah. Why would A and M call a timeout at the end of a game that they're winning by double digits to try to score one more time on Arkansas? I mean, do we really know that that was the issue though? I mean. I mean, I understand, and, I, and me and Chuck were talking about that. Like, what do you do? I mean, I mean, how do you? I mean, do you do you try to run another play? Do you take a knee? Do you embarrass? I mean, like, if you take a knee down there, I mean, you're like embarrassing, you know, your opponent, those kind of things. Or at least that's what people think. So, I don't look. I don't know exactly what they were thinking. I don't know what you do in that situation. And uh, it was just really a good thing that Arkansas was able to hold up. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what Jimbo was thinking. So I'm not, I'm not going to speculate on the fact that he was trying to call a timeout to score. Uh, was he calling a timeout to try to get someone else in the game? I, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I really, I really don't know. But I don't think he was trying to do anything that was going to be uh, malicious or anything like that. Or I mean, he probably could have. I mean, they were running up and down the field in the second half, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they probably could have dialed up something if they really wanted to, to try to attempt and score. Was the play clock running out, and that's why they called timeout, or could the game just expired? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember uh, the exact game. details of that. Well, here's my thing: take the delay of game, take the five yard yeah. penalty because you don't really need to score again anyway. Anyway, okay, that's really not the biggest point of the get the day, I guess. Uh, where did it all go wrong, in your opinion, for Arkansas on Saturday? Well, you know, I think it started with I think it started right before the half. I mean, when you didn't get that fourth down, you gave A and M an opportunity to to score right before the half. And I'm certain people have talked a lot about you know what the plays we've run on fourth down. Um, but I think it started right there, and then you get it back on the first play of the second half, and you think, okay, this thing is about to turn. But then A&M kicked it into high gear uh, and, and gave us fits in the second half. I just thought that they spent so much time in our backfield. I mean, they just disrupted everything that we did. Uh, it, felt like, it felt like the plays we were running were, you know, slow to develop, and A&M was like, we're not going to give you time to have things develop. And so with, the, the, you know, the seven sacks, the 15 tackles for loss, I mean, that was very difficult for Arkansas to deal with. K.J., you know, it was hard for him to see what was going on. They tried to dial up a few uh, deep shots, but A&M was able to get to him. So when you, when you run the ball for 42 yards, I mean, that's that's a bad situation for you. And then defensively, I mean, you just you, you let them you know you let them run it, you let them throw it, uh, and they were very effective. And then the punt return really really uh, hurt you as well. But I thought it I thought it all changed with what took place right before that. What do you think happens, though, if Armstrong's able to make that catch following the fumble recovery and ties the game in the third quarter? Oh, man. What, I mean, anytime you can, you know, pull 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 within uh, a tie or whatever in a situation like that, I think it helps. I mean, I mean, from a, a mental standpoint, Arkansas is just looking for something good to happen. Arkansas is looking for a big play. And the one thing we talked about going into this football game was the fact that Finding a way to get chunk plays were going to be critical because it's hard to go 15 plays, 76 yards versus a, an A&M defense. And we finally got a, a chunk play towards the end that you talked about, but you needed more chunk plays. And you weren't able to get those, and that was a key to the game. They, they just didn't provide those chunk plays. And I think that's something that Arkansas is continually trying to mm-hmm. figure out because this offense is not – I mean, I, I don't want to say it's not built to go 15 plays and 76 yards – you're built to do that when you feel very confident running the football when they know you're going to run the football. Right. And I don't know that we're really comfortable in that situation right now. It's just a lot of stress. We talked about that yesterday, Quinn. That's a great point. I mean, just really hard to execute 15 plays in a row without you know a penalty 
or um, yeah. you know a drop ball or a you know a guy misses an assignment yeah. or whatever. There's a lot of things that have to go right, and not getting explosives it makes things very very difficult for them for sure. So this week it's out of the frying pan and into the fire, and you're going up against the top ranked offense in Ole Miss, a team that is scoring on a rampant pace. So you got the reshuffled offensive lineman. Let me get your thoughts there because there's really two schools of thought there. It's either, hey, we're doing this to be strategic or, hey, we're doing this to be desperate and we really have no other options. Uh, what, what's your feeling on that and, and how do you think it translates to the field on Saturday? Well, I don't know. That, that's, the, <laughs> that's really the honest answer. I don't know. And, and I think when you're in this situation, uh, I mean, you're danged if you do, you're danged if you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so y- y- they have to just really decide what they feel is best. I don't think you make changes because the fan base is saying one thing or another. I think Sam and this staff uh, understands w- what they really want to try to do. So I think you stick to your principles. And if things don't work, I'm going to go down with my principles. I'm not going to just change because somebody wants me to change. You can go on social media and find uh, 500 different solutions to your problem. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that they're close to that, that football team. They understand what they need to do. But I do know that Sam talked about it earlier this season, how the fact that if you make one change or two changes, all that is is just a domino effect across the line of scrimmage. And so now he feels like maybe he may need to make some changes and try to uh, shake it up just a little bit to to get this offensive line a little bit more productive. So can they, can you see a scenario where they keep pace with Ole Miss this week? And if so, what do they need to do? Well, I don't think that, I, I don't think Ole Miss's defense is all that, I mean, I don't want to say all that good because if right. they, they give us problems, then that's going to be a problem. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but I think Arkansas will have an opportunity to move the football against I mean, LSU was running up and down the field on them. Ole Miss has given up points this year. And I'm certain they're probably going to try to take the Texas A&M approach. And and that's going to be, Lane Kiffin's going to be like, look, they struggle when you bring a lot of pressure. And we're not, you know, fundamentally one of the better defenses in the SEC, but they've got talent over there. So I, I would expect them early on to bring a lot of pressure. So what does that mean for Arkansas? That means for Arkansas that, it, it look, you start out doing the things that you need to do, but the one thing that I've always done, even when I was playing and and, I, and uh, looking at, if if you're having a hard time blocking somebody, then you need to find ways to utilize their aggressiveness against them. I, I thought the 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 halfback screen, the rocket on Saturday was really good. I mean, mm-hmm. let them come up, make them feel like they're getting to you, drop it over the head. You don't have to block them. You can sometimes go uh, 20 personnel. You can put two running backs in the back, and you can actually do some triple option stuff where you read two people, and you don't have to block them. You let your offensive line get to the second level where they can deal with a linebacker or a safety, and KJ can read, and and you put more on his plate. And so I think it's going to be more of uh, screens, draws, traps if you have a hard time blocking them if they're being very, very aggressive. Okay. Um, Last year it was the red zone. This year, the number one complaint yeah. is fourth and short. Yeah. So, what do you think? Give me your thoughts. Well, you know, I, and I will say, I, I mean, you know, on the very uh, against BYU, I did say on the broadcast, I was like, well, this was before. I was like, I, you know, KJ's gonna get, he's gonna line up and and sneak this thing and get the first down. It didn't happen. And 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 here's the deal I know about fourth down. And here's the deal I know about play calling. The question is not the play really that you run. The, the, play, the question is, did you get it or not? And, <laughs> and was it successful? Because I've never seen any fan or anybody say, you know, on that touchdown play, that play sucked. That play call sucked. <laughs> you know, so it's, it really comes down to we're, we're accountable to how many plays worked and how many, how many didn't. And so, regardless of what play you called, and I mean, I'm certain there are things that once you call it play, people will always have a thought process on what probably would have worked better. But again, I'm not, you know, look, they understand that making plays work in fourth down is really the thing that, that, that needs to happen. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I try not to get caught up in, in the whole play call thing because I don't think Sam and Dan are sitting around going, okay, let's, let's try to figure out what play's not going to work so we yeah. can make our fans mad. Well, I do think it would be more justifiable if you did go for it. And again, I didn't like the justification for not doing a fourth and one sneak in that they said, well, you know, the basically he was suggesting there was a loaded box. So I'm like, well, 
most teams are going to load the box on a fourth and short, so that's not really yeah. unique. And people are sneaking all over the world right now doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. I mean, whatever. If they may, if they find a play that works, and Kevin Kelly was talking about that yesterday, it's like, you know, like you said, I mean, run a screen, do something different. But yeah, I mean, I just if, if the play works, you're right. Nobody's going to go. I don't care if you, you know, run a reverse to your guard as long as you uh, yeah. as long as you get the first down. We don't care. So that's right. Yeah, I'm a by that's any means right. necessary guy for sure. <laughs> Quinn, last week uh, in the second half, the Razorbacks defense changed up and started. They started bringing the pressure, and and they got to to Johnson, Max Johnson, several times, hit him hard, and all of a sudden you saw his throws. I mean, he had some at the feet of his receivers. He missed some guys. Uh, they didn't ever get home and sack him, but you could tell that that, that made a difference. Do you think uh, that's something this defense continues to do? I think. I mean, I think. Look, I know. I know we've given up a lot of points. You know, from a defensive perspective. But I will say that, in my opinion, when you look through all the minutiae, I do believe that this defense has given this offense an opportunity to have success. I think they've found a way to create turnovers. They created turnovers that led to touchdowns. They've created short fields, but they've been put in some bad situations. Last week, well, actually against LSU, they, they it really started. I mean, they were bringing like five and then they started bringing six. I mean, they were bringing Poopal, they were bringing Thomas, and they were, like, getting after Daniels. I mean, I thought they had him flustered in the first half. But I expect pressure to really continue to happen. Now, what happens when you bring pressure? You've got to make sure you've got the right coverage on the back end. In the first half against A&M, they had Hudson Clark matched up with Anaya Smith. And that's a tough, tough situation to put him in. And then in the second half, you could see that they had Hudson Clark kind of playing back and had, you know, some other guys coming down playing a little bit more man and stuff. So I think they'll continue to do that because this defense wants to be more and more aggressive because if if your offense is not clicking on all cylinders, then your defense has to find a way to create turnovers and create field position for your football team. And I think that that's what they're thinking. Let me ask you about a couple other games in the SEC this weekend. you got uh, LSU trying to rebound, going up to Missouri, a team that is surprisingly undefeated at this point in the season, surprisingly to most of us at least. I'm sure that it's exactly what Eli was expecting to happen. And then, sorry, Coach Drinkwitz. And then uh, you got the A&M-Alabama matchup this weekend, which should be a really good one over in College Station. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, you know, I know Alabama is, is is struggled with the quarterback position, but I think they'll continue to find ways to get Melrose involved. They finally said, look, he's the best option we have. I think you're going to see him be very involved. I, I think Alabama wins that football game, and then you know nobody wants to go to Columbia, Missouri. Nobody wants no. to go to Columbia. Missouri. No, even people so who hopefully. go to Missouri don't want to go to Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure about LSU. I was, I, you know, I'm I'm fickle with LSU. I mean, they're high, they're low, they're high, they're low. I don't know what to expect, but I really expect I, I don't expect Missouri to give them that much of a challenge. They're going to find out what their football team is about. Uh, this weekend. So I'm, I'm going with LSU and Alabama in those situations. Contender, pretender, Kentucky Wildcats. They're going to find out this weekend at Georgia, or at least they're going to have a better clue. Ooh. What do you think? And Georgia Ooh. obviously has not been as dominant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what they did last week with the way they ran that football, if they can continue to do that and play defense under Stoops, they're going to be tough. So I'm going to say contender. I did pick Tennessee to win the East, even outside of Georgia, although I do believe on our plane ride back, I was watching Georgia play, and I did see Carson Beck get more and more comfortable letting it go to Brock Bowers. But right. I'm going Tennessee, and I will say that Kentucky is a contender. Okay. You like him to catch uh, catching 14 and a half? Uh, I don't know about that. Though. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a, yeah I, would, I would go with that. I don't okay. know, but I, I, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and by the way, let's be honest, I mean, if you ain't comfortable throwing it to Brock Bowers, you're not a very yeah. damn good quarterback. That's all. <laughs> that dude's pretty good. That dude's, make you look good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, what do you What do you think about? Uh, we haven't seen a lot from Gums. You, uh, yeah. he obviously had a really nice resume coming out of North Texas. You like him yeah. uh, in that role, getting a little more time? Well, you're gonna have to have it. I mean, that's your pass catcher right there. I mean, Bax is gonna be more of a blocker. He can't catch the ball, but it felt like has in this tight end position was coming up big and about to be one of the better. Receiving options for KJ. I think Gums is going to have to fill that role. For sure. Quinn, good stuff. Thank you for the time. Uh, and enjoy the weekend. Safe trip over to Oxford, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, gentlemen. See you later. All right.
guess he means us. That's Quinn Groby, ladies and gentlemen. Great to have him. Uh, great to have Cash Little Cash and Little Rock too. The uh, restaurant downtown. If you want uh, a great spot for lunch, fantastic spot for a casual or romantic dinner, or if you have a special event coming up, this spot is perfect for you. Five zero one eight five zero zero two six five to book your event. And whether you have a uh, event coming up related to a wedding, maybe a rehearsal dinner, or uh, just a gathering, maybe you want to just announce a. Uh, Engagement, whatever. Um, and if you have a holiday event coming up and you want to host a holiday party, great spot upstairs. They got the area that holds up to 150 downstairs. The Bayou Room can hold around 30 folks in a fun contemporary setting. It is cash downtown Little Rock. Love the wide variety of the menu. Told you that before. Uh, everything from wraps and wings and pizzas to you know seafood steaks, all the good stuff over there at uh, Cash in downtown Little Rock and free valet parking. That's what I'm about. Go by and see our friends over there, or book your special event soon. It's 11.31. We're back. Later this hour, Jesse Washington will join us. Speaking at UCA tonight, the writer and documentarian will visit with us. Get get some thoughts on the world of sports from him as well. Question of the day today, who do you like in the NL and the AL? What matchups are you expecting in the, uh, the series? So, I guess at least in the championship series. Yep, ALCS, NLCS. Yep. Uh, I can't remember who I picked. I'm rooting for a couple of matchups, but I don't know if that's what I picked as the most likely. What'd you take? Houston and who? I went Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. That's exactly where it is. Yeah. Me too. That'd be fun. Yeah. And the NL, I went Braves and Dodgers. I feel like that's the most likely outcome. Yeah. I went the uh, wild cards. I took the Diamondbacks, I think, in the Braves. Diamondbacks, Phillies. I would like the Diamondbacks to beat them. Dodgers. That would be cool. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. Center. Last night, Arkansas basketball held their annual red-white game. Team Red won 88-70. Joseph Pinion and LLS led the way. As Pinion led all scorers with 20 points on 7 of 8 shooting, LLS had 16 points on 8 of 10 shooting and 6 assists. After the game, Coach Eric Musman talked about the offense. We're going to be able to stretch the defense out a little bit more than maybe we have in the past. So uh, really pleased with our shooting. Next up for Arkansas will be a matchup with UT Tower on October 20th for the first of two exhibitions before the season officially starts on November 6th versus Alcorn State. And Arkansas basketball gained a 2024 commitment from Sierra Canyon four-star Isaiah Iwohim. Iwohim chose Arkansas for Kansas and Villanova. He's ranked 42nd overall by 247 Sports. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertiPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertiPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertiPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. When you get on a bike, you got to watch out for gravel, potholes, and knucklehead drivers. But after a crash, here's what you got to watch out for. Insurance adjusters. They can be tough on injured bikers. They might try to pin the blame on you or pay you less than you deserve. So if you've been injured, here's what you should do. Call the lawyers who look out for bikers. That's Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. 
motorcycle crash, call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Sponsor attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Holy guatney, Batman. Scott Rollmine is now on the buzz Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Yes, Robin. I wonder if we can discuss the Batmobile. Guatney Unplugged, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you want to be a part of the show, hit the guys on Twitter at Justin Acri 7 at Wes underscore Moore, or at CWeaver1037. Call 661-1037 or email thezone at 1037thebuzz.com. You're paying over 8% interest on your auto loan. Stop right now and contact True Service Community Federal Credit Union. They may be able to lower your rate and your payment. They are saving an average of $2,500 in interest on auto loans. You can also improve or upgrade your home with a True Service Home Equity Loan. Get that new pool, new flooring, maybe a custom shower or kitchen remodel. You can also get one of the lowest interest rates in the nation with a True Service Visa Platinum card. They offer balance transfers with no fees, no over-limit fees, and no annual fee. The True Service team is a huge supporter of local small businesses, and it's easy to become a member these days. It's not like the old days where you had to be grandfathered in. Three locations in Little Rock, they're by the Butcher Shop. In North Little Rock, it's JFK, and they're also on the campus of Hendricks College. Apply online today at trueservice.net. It's 11.36 and such. Uh, Some Southern Structural Solutions text offerings and some Asher Record Live fan feedback. But first, in the least shocking news of the day, Pat Fitzgerald is suing Northwestern. Would you like to guess how much he wants? What was his contract buyout left? I don't know. Not this much, I'm guessing. Well, 15 million. They've tarnished his reputation. Yeah. So there's a little stress involved. Yeah. $100 million. That's a great guess. $130 million. That's a lot of money. He never has to coach again if he wins, though. <laughs> Good for him. I wonder how much they'll pay him off with. Or will they? You shoot really high. Yeah. Well, they're never going to give you more than you ask for. Yeah. That's why when you do that kind of thing, you just ask for as much as you think is humanly possible to be reasonable. And then they can say, what? I am offended. We will write you a $72 million check, and that is it. Not a penny more. Hmm. So much for being the favorite son, huh? I guess uh, they're not going to put that statue up now. Jackson says, Justin, please use all your powers. I don't have any. And never let them host a morning show like today. It was so bad listening to whispers all morning. What do you mean? And also, Justin Moore needs to retire from radio. That is so mean. I love him on the radio. Singing and talking. Lee says on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, the NL Central... Uh, solidified last night. It needs the Astros back big time. The NL Central? Oh, it does need the Astros, yes. Cardinals-Cubs were much more competitive with them in it. Told Rick and Randy last night, me and you agree about hating the Brewers. Yes. Wes, hate to admit it, but the Rangers might make a push. Not sure the Orioles have the experience. And I'll say what you're going to say. Why would you hate to admit that? Baltimore and Texas split their six games this year. 3-3. Okay. Pretty even series. I, I do wonder about the inexperience of Baltimore. But it's not like Texas has a ton of experience either. Uh, don't know if you can answer this, but have you heard if tickets from for the Purdue basketball game on October 28th, uh, have you heard if tickets for the Purdue basketball game are not included in a season ticket patch, package because it's a charity game? I haven't heard one way or the other, but I did hear it's sold out, right? Am I crazy? Is the Purdue exhibition sold out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that, too. By the way, they're one of the top five favorites to win the national championship this year. Did you know that? Aren't they always, and then they get beat in the first round? Now, now, Christian. That's hateful. Might be true, though. Um, let's see here. I saw Musselman hanging with Jerry Jones this weekend at the A&M game. Notice we got a commitment this week as well. Musselman NIL game is strong. Yes, Jerry is a good guy to know. There's no question. Uh, we were talking about why would A&M call a timeout late in the game. JB says the clock was running down, and regardless, there was going to be about three seconds because of the play clock. Play clock. Delay okay. of game still stops the clock. That's why the TD was called. You either run or kick a field goal. Kneeling the ball would have given the ball back to Arkansas with two seconds left. Aggies did the right thing. Now, wait a second. Correct me if I'm wrong. They will stop the clock for a moment to reset the ball, mm-hmm. and then they will wind the clock because as an offense, you can't just get a delay a game or get a penalty to 
stop the clock. Otherwise, that would give you an additional play that you wouldn't normally get in a lot of cases, right? Because otherwise, teams would get Use that as a timeout. Right. Why not? And why would would there be a 10-second runoff? I don't even know. But regardless. Take the timeout and then take a knee. Yeah. (laughs) I, I disagree. I don't think that's... I mean, we have victory formation you, at the end of games all the time. Why was, not take it? It was fourth down. So if you take a knee, it, it would stop the clock because uh, the play would be dead. Yep. But I don't know why you can't take the penalty, and then they'll wind the clock, and then you just keep going. I got you. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, can you please stop Roger Scott from singing on the air? This is on the Southern Structural Solutions text line? Yes. Answer? No. No. We cannot. You can't. Mm-mm. I can't stop him from singing in the breaks either. Because he does that uh, Elias commercial, and I've heard that song five million times. He's talking about Elias, Elias Mexican Grill. Uh, this one from the 479 says, Our offensive line mimics our head coach, low energy and uninspired. At least he didn't say anything about their physical appearance, because that's just mean. Do you think Pittman has low energy? It seems uninspired. Uh, he's kind of a laid-back dude, I think, generally, but I've seen him on the... Field, field, be intense. And, yeah. I saw him chewing some butts this week. And I've seen him get fact. excited and give a little fist pump on the sideline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did uh, Trevin Brazil play last night? No, he did not. Yes, he scored 100. Coach said he's probably two, three weeks, so two weeks away from practicing with the team, full contact. He has been going through uh, some three-on-three. Uh, talk to the NBA about how they treat the guys coming back from the ACL, and that's something that they do. They, they bring them in playing some three-on-three. He does believe he'll be ready to go for the first game. Is Christian in there? I wanted to give him a little Desmond Bain here. Uh, Desmond Bain is a Memphis Grizzly, and if you missed it yesterday, Derek Rose is also over in Memphis now. No John Morant right now. But, Christian, we got a little sound from him. They had their media day recently, uh, and here's what he said about working on things over the summer. For those of you who are not familiar with Bain. I love Bain. I mean, I think every year you got to, um, you know, sit back and reflect after the season and take a long, hard look in the mirror at, you know, some of the things that you've done well and some of the things that you can improve on. And, um, you know, for me, I think um, cardio is, is right there at the top. I mean, you see the elite two-way guards, Jimmy Butler, um, Devin Booker, all those guys are, you know, in great shape. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they're always moving around. So, um, really getting to that level where I can do it, um, you know, whether I'm on the ball, off the ball, as well as um, on the defensive end of the floor, too. Um, that's a that's an area I want to take a step in this year. <laughs> Yesterday, I looked through, I got an email from the Grizzlies, and I had the link to all their press conferences at Media Day. And I sent it to Christian, and he's like, why do you want Bane? And I'm like, I could see why you would ask that because you got Stephen Adams who's got a cool accent. You got Derek Rose. You got a lot of other guys. I was more thinking Jaron Jackson Jr. because he's their second best player. Sure, absolutely. But here's why: Desmond Bain just agreed to the first two hundred million dollar deal in Grizzlies history. Okay. And also, I didn't realize this: we have not been giving him his due as a player. He has made 511 three-pointers in his career, shooting 42.5% from beyond the arc. He is one of four players in NBA history with 540% or better through their first three seasons. Didn't know that. Can you name me the other three? Steph? No. Really? Oh, uh-uh. he was hurt a lot early. Um, Trey Young? Nope. No. We could do this all day. 40%. Clay Thompson. Okay, there we go. Duncan Robinson. All right. Buddy Heald. Mm, I yeah. love Buddy Heald. You know I'm a big Buddy Heald Yeah, Heald Buddy Heald is like quietly like a top 10 shooter in NBA history. Yeah. But I'm a big, 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 big Buddy Heald Bain guy. averaged, though, like 21-4-5 on nearly 50-40-90 last year. Of course I did. I'm an amazing player. He's got a lot of timber in his voice, too. I like it. He's got a good voice. Uh, He's got really short arms. It hadn't bothered him. It hasn't, no. It's 11.44. We'll take a break. We're going to talk to Jesse Washington on the other side. He's speaking at UCA tonight. He will speak to us in studio in a moment. Also, we'll talk to Chris Alley in the final hour, the Average Guy Movie Review. Wes, you get a hold off lunch till our guest leaves. It's rude. Unless you're going to offer him some. If he's in there smashing a sushi roll right now, I suppose it's fine. He was offered food. Was he? He was. Did he turn it down? He turned it down. Okay. Hmm. He's like, I don't He seems like a guy. I don't know. He's pretty fit. But, I mean, that's pretty healthy, so I don't know. Maybe he's got lunch plans. Maybe. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? 
<laughs> with a never-ending to-do list. It's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Asher Wrecker and Recovery under new ownership. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. If you're like me, hair isn't just hair, because hair is confidence. Hair is identity. Hair is everything. And I love that I can find beauty steals of 50% off by hair care must-haves like Lola V and Color Wow. Amazing deals on shampoo and conditioner pairs from Redken and Living Proof. And new product launches from my favorite brands like Dyson and Way, all at Ulta Beauty's gorgeous hair event. Happening now until October 21st. So hurry, shop in store online or try pick up today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Conditions may apply. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. There's nothing quite like outdoor living. And at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. Tune in each week for I Didn't See That Coming on The Zone. Every Tuesday, Justin and Wes discuss those stories that cause you to raise an eyebrow. It's I Didn't See That Coming, presented by Business World, a TDSIT company. Moving technology forward. Brian Eagle here from Thursday Night Football on Westwood One. Join Ross Tucker and me for the Commanders hosting the Bears in primetime. Quarterback Sam Howell in Washington took the Eagles to overtime last week, but came up short, dropping to 2-2. Two and two. Now they face a Chicago team desperate to get a win. Don't miss any of the action on Thursday Night Football. Right here on 103.7 The Buzz. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eckery and Wes Moore.
sudden now it's like oh we only have 10 minutes left anyway uh thrilled to have in studio jesse washington we were having such an interesting conversation in the break i didn't really want to turn the mics on but we can have the conversation on the air too he's going to be speaking at uca if you don't get enough from him today which you won't because we're only going to be on for about 10 minutes but he will be speaking tonight and uh appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us a little bit how are you i'm great man thank you and thank you uh arkansas for bringing me down here it's great to be here yeah we're gonna give away a pair of tickets later in the show too 15 bucks though if you want to go tonight it's up at uh, the Wingate Center in Conway on the UCA campus. So uh, you are a journalist, an author, documentarian. You've done a little bit of everything. Yes, sir. And you have a lot of thoughts about things. We were, uh, we were just discussing the business model of college athletics and what a uh, an interesting landscape that is right now. And you're a guy that not only talks about things and writes about things of that nature, but you're also living it with your kids. Yeah, that's right. You know, I got uh, my, my son, shout out to Coltrane Washington, shooting that thing for Drexel University for five years. I'm very appreciative to have, you know, to my son that got a free education. He's got a degree. Uh, my daughter, Division One basketball player, got kids who aspire to it. So it's a great thing. Um, you know, my kids aren't the superstars. My kids are not the ones who are helping to bring in billions of dollars like a lot of these people. Um, these new college football deals that we got, SEC got a billion dollar a year, TV deal about to start, NCAA tournament, basketball going to be getting a billion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, for a while, I think that the consensus outside of athletic directors and college presidents is the players got to share some of this revenue. And um, right now we're in this sort of no man's land. We got NIL, but that's not sharing. That's outside money. You know, you got it. You see the... Utah football team. You see we what happened with them? Talked about this morning. <laughs> well, we're Chevy guys, so we weren't a big fan of the idea, but they're all getting trucks just for showing up. I, I don't necessarily like that. I want it to be based on your, not necessarily your performance, but I mean, that was what NIL was originally for right now, but it's collective. It's like, you get a truck, and you get a truck, and you get a truck. So like Oprah's at Utah. I don't know. But anyway. To Oprah. Well, so what do you think about that? You know, I think it's a trick. I think it's like uh, back in the day with the, with the artists who would come in, and instead of getting royalties, they would give them a Cadillac. And so now they're giving these players a depreciable asset. Say you're a freshman. By the time you're out, the truck is worth half. You know, and meanwhile, you're not getting a, a piece of the real revenue that's going on. And I understand how difficult it is for the NCAA to change. Um, and when we talk about the NCAA, let's be clear. That's sort of a smokescreen. The NCAA is the universities. The NCAA is college presidents, chancellors, ADs, conference commissioners, Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey got as much pull in the NCAA as anybody. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's hard for them to change this model. It's funding these tremendous expansions at universities. It's, It's... keeping the popularity going it's keeping enrollment up it's keeping the buildings built and the and the tuition paid and so it's tough but the legally and morally the ground is really shifting under um the feet of the ncaa and of college sports we're going to see something totally different in another couple years sure absolutely um you have written about sports obviously for a number of different outlets um what, what are you most excited about or proud of i mean you've done a lot of interesting things you've met a lot of incredible people uh we were we were telling the listeners earlier you wrote us a, a, a feature or a book i guess on uh, coach thompson which had to be an interesting experience oh yeah man that was great that was definitely a career highlight um really appreciative to have gotten to assist coach thompson in writing his autobiography mm-hmm. so it's his voice and his thoughts and i'm just helping him to get him out uh as most people down here know coach thompson loved love love nolan richardson mm-hmm. really respected him um cons- he called him nolan richardson john cheney and george raveling the four horsemen you know, the final four, we're the last four of this old guard. So that was a great experience. Coach Thompson taught me a lot. And also Coach Thompson was ahead of his time in so many ways. And in 2020, a op-ed in New York Times was published by him, adapted from his book, where he said, it's time to share some of this money with the players, Mm. you know. So that was a great project. And that led to something that I have coming out uh, next Tuesday. I was fortunate to be asked by Rich Paul, the sports agent, to help him write his autobiography. So it's called Lucky Me. Rich's book, and it's not my book, it's Rich Paul's book, comes out uh, Tuesday, October 10th. It's an amazing story of his life. So much in there that you did not know about this this guy. Mm-hmm. So much that explains why he's been so successful. Clutch sports, billions of dollars in contracts. You know, number one or two sports agency in terms of dollar figure. Um, 
taken over the NFL now after the NBA. And so these are some of the projects that I've worked on that I'm excited about. How long does it take to put something like that together for Coach and for Rich? Well, Rich was 40, Coach was almost 80, so it was, you know, it was a shorter time for Rich. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how many months do you guys visit and put stuff down to, yeah. to where it's, it's a finished product? It really depends. Coach's process was two years. Rich was less than that. Um, they can be done quicker than that. It really depends on, on how much time. These are busy guys. You yeah. know, Rich got a lot going on. Coach had less, so this was Coach Thompson's main main focus. So it can be two years. It can be a year. Then the book people do what they do. and then. What about outside the world of sports? I know you've been, you know, obviously you're interested in things outside of that, too, and so are we on occasion, but not very much. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what did you get into over the years? What, do you, uh, what has stood up as things that you're most proud of in your years away from sports? Yeah, well, you know, I think, I became a journalist when I was still in college, uh, when I was uh, after my freshman year at Yale University, and it really felt like a way to speak up and speak to things that were not fair, to give voice to people who weren't necessarily um, able to be heard, you know. And as a as a black person in America, I felt that that was a, a responsibility I had to my community and also to people who are poor, who are you know maybe outside of the mainstream to help voice their concerns mm-hmm. i feel like that's what i'm doing with some of this ncaa stuff as well and so you know um the issues of black people in america have been very important to me that sort of overlapped with my opportunity that i had with coach thompson and things like that and so that's always been something and it dovetails with sports because the predominant uh, percentage of athletes at these top levels of football and basketball are black athletes mm-hmm. um not so at the coaching level you know, um, coaching level still has yet to um, reach those ev- levels of equity, and I use that term on purpose. So that's something that's really been I've been passionate about in my career. Can you take me inside on a completely different note? The yeah. uh, Harvard Yale Saturday for a football game at Harvard <laughs> Yale. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool game, man. The game, as they like to call it. You know, um, uh, I was at a few of them. I remember less than I was at because you know that's sort of how we got down. <laughs> um, uh, one of my proudest moments, man. I, so the I was, only thing we had in common about yeah. college, I guess. <laughs> you know, um, Ivy League sports is interesting. No scholarships, and they're holding on fast to that. Um, the Dartmouth men's basketball team sued to get paid or something, and like of all the hoopers to sue to get paid, like the Dart, like I'm 54 and I could average eight a game for Dartmouth right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I'm not so sure about that, but you know, the 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 Harvard Yale game is pretty cool. It's a lot of tradition. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's at the Yale Bowl this year. It's a great stadium. Um, Walter Camp, you know, was the you know the coach there and everything. And so, um, you know, the level of play in the Ivies. I really do have a value, and I'm I'm out here saying pay the players, play the players. For a lot of athletes, it's a real student-athlete experience, Mm -hmm. and that term student-athlete is really loaded because most of them are athlete-athletes. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, Yale got real student-athletes. A lot of colleges, Drexel University, where my son went, BU, you're real student-athletes. You're not going to be a pro. For the most part, right. Shout to you know my man from uh, the Harvard QB who's in all the, the, the commercials right now. Yeah. So you know, Pitts. yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that it's a cool experience, and, and I I think that um, uh, there's a lot of parents who are probably listening right now, and a lot of kids who want that experience, and that's really what you're going to get. It's not about the big money. It's not about being on TV. It's about going out up there on a Saturday, or on a you know with your teammates, with guys who you've worked with for years, and and coming together and doing something special. we got to hit the uh, top of the hour. I appreciate you coming up, and uh, I know a lot of folks are going to make it over to UCA tonight. We're going to give away some tickets, as I said, but I appreciate you stopping in and saying, hey. It's awesome, man. Thank hey, you. Great to meet you. Thank you. It's Jesse Washington, and again, tonight at the Wingate Center, 15 bucks a ticket, and students and youngsters, $5 is all you got to pay. Should be a great night. 11.58, back in a sec. Join The Zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report, brought to you by Bell & Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news in entertainment each day on The Zone. Justin West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it each day. Bell & Sword has everything for the best-dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell & Sword at their new and